and welcome to Tea and Conversation. Hello, everybody. And um, we are going to continue our conversation on Honoring Black History Month. Right. But before we dive into it, um, I had an error on the first Black History Month episode, and I got Libya mixed up with Liberia. So okay. I want to apologize to my brothers and sisters. <laughs> um, Liberia is actually in West Africa, okay. and Libya is in North right. Africa, and I kind of got those two mixed up in the last episode. So You were just excited. Yeah, yeah. So when people that are really fine-tuned that picked up on that um my apologies great but uh, hey you you correcting yeah. you're making it right yeah, so that's, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. that's good so um it's valentine's day yeah. and um i thought that we would find a way um to kind of intertwine black history month and love mm. you know I was yeah. thinking, is that possible if we can do that? It's possible. Mm -hmm. um, some thoughts that I have might not be that cheery. Well, <laughs> I mean, hold your woman tight. Yeah. Well, no. Well, but still. You know, but I mean, it's still good. It's good information. You know, it's okay. a good way of looking at things. Okay. So. so, so what you got? All right. Well, we know that February is Black History Month. But squeezed halfway through is Valentine's Day, right? You mm -hmm. think about it, it's only 28 days in February. Right. Slap there, 14th mm -hmm. is Valentine's Day. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. So, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, I see all the balloons in the stores, all the bears and cars and candy and the, you know, just the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. You know, many ways we were able to celebrate, you know, our love for each other. We have a freedom today that we didn't have many years back. You know, this is not to put a damper on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. You know, I've just been thinking about how love must to have been for couples, you know, black couples back in the 1800s and early to mid 1900s, right? You know, a lot happened during those days, you know, that had a huge impact on African-American families today. Mm -hmm. You know, like during slavery, the families were destroyed for so many reasons. You know, husbands seeing their wives raped and there was nothing they can do to protect them. You know, so that brought friction between the two. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, and slave owners forcing um, strong, you know, strong slave men to sleep with other slave women who weren't their wives. And, you know, just so the two could have slow, uh, strong black boys who can grow, you know, and rope work the field, right. you know, so they were considered property, you know, a means to make a profit, mm -hmm. never looked at as human or thought of what damage this was being, you know, that was happening to the family. Right. And I was reading um, this article on history.com, you know, and it was revealing stories of slave marriages and what couples went through. Wow. Yeah, you know, one thing that struck me was that slave couples didn't have the same vows that we have today. You know, in fact, our traditional, traditional wedding vows asks or says, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife mm -hmm. to have and to hold in sickness and in health, in good times and woe, for richer or poor, keeping yourself solely unto her for as long as you both shall live? Right. Okay. The vows of slave men and women um went this way do you take this woman or this man to be your spouse unto death or distance do you part mm. 
And that's something. It's horrible. That's horrible. You know, slaves knew at any moment one of them could be sold on on the auction block and they would never see each other again. You know, in the article, it was talking about it talked about this man named Henry Brown, you know, better known as Henry Box Brown. And I'll talk about that a little bit as to why he's called Henry Box Brown. But Henry Brown, you know, he fell in love and married this woman named Nancy. You know, the two were excited about their love, but they knew um, there was a chance they would be sold. And true enough, it happened only one year, only one year into their marriage. <laughs> but this is the thing. They were sold together. Um, not that that make it better. You know what I mean? But they right. were they were sold together. You know, they were actually sold a few times after that. And, you know, they had, you know, they had children at that time. I think they had um, three children. And then the wife, Nancy, she was pregnant with their third child and they were to be sold again but only this time Nancy was sold and Henry was asked to bargain you know um with doing extra work to you know for the purchaser of Nancy to keep her close to him mm. well Henry held his end of the bargain but the purchaser he saw where this man would do anything you know for me to keep her on this you know, close to him. Mm-hmm. So he saw his vulnerability and he took advantage of the situation and he decided to sell Nancy anyway. Mm. So not only did he sell Nancy, but he sold their children too. Mm. So they were separated. So it completely broke up this family. Henry, mm-hmm. you know, he wrote, he has a book, it's called The Narrative of the Life of Henry Box Brown. Um, and, it, and he writes in this in this book, where he had to sit and watch his children and his wife with chains around their necks mm. and their feet go up on the auction block and be sold. And he never saw them again. Mm. That's the horror of um, the horrors of, of chattel slavery mm-hmm. and what made chattel slavery and the worst slavery ever, ever mm-hmm. in the history of, um, of this world that we know in the history of humanity, because that's what it did. It stripped people of their humanity. Mm-hmm. They were dehumanized. And when and, and something that jumped out at me when you were just reading the story is um, how there was this, they, they were even disconnected mm-hmm. from biblical principles, disconnected, right. Right. Um, this effort to disconnect them from God because their vows were not death, their but vows. distance. But distance. And that was even, you know... Um, an effort to totally dehumanize them and um, even strip them of their rights, godly, right. their godly rights right. to, marriage to marriage and to honor each other. So mm. I couldn't imagine, you know, what he was going through. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm seeing like sitting here looking at you mm-hmm. and just thinking if, Seeing Kenya, uh, I have two d- daughters for you all. Listen, um, Kenya and, and Zion, and just tr- try. I can't get wrap my mind around seeing you all in that type of bondage, and then seeing you sold off, and I never see you again. It, it's it's mind boggling, mm-hmm. and um, it's so important. Like, and then at, right after slavery, you think about all of this. Uh, this this trauma that mm-hmm. black people went through mm-hmm. and then they just said okay you free no therapy no therapy 
no reparations mm-hmm. didn't repair just like okay you free mm-hmm. see you later um work at work it out you know get over that stuff and when i hear people it affects us now exactly that's I what mean, i'm saying right so we are <laughs> product I, of that yeah, yeah yeah and this man and his wife i told you they had three children but she was pregnant with the fourth child he never got to see his child be born mm. He don't even know what even happened to the child if the child right. even was born. Right. right. You know, that the one did that the wife die right. and right. you know give yeah, them birth. thoughts of you know um being that you know women, black men and black women were just property at that time. Right. So well, how he handled it, he actually contemplated suicide, <laughs> but instead of suicide, he chose to um ship himself to freedom. Mm. And the reason why they call him Henry. Box Brown mm-hmm. is because he shipped himself, meaning he mailed himself in a box to Pennsylvania mm. to freedom. And he had people waiting for him to help him, um, you know, with with being free. Mm. So you have to read on his story. So it's, if you want to read and read on the story is um, the narrative of the life of Henry Box Brown. He actually wrote this himself. Yeah, and he tells yeah. his story. But, you know, also I was just thinking about black women and the strength that they, you know, the strength of the black woman is just, yeah, it's, it's just resilient. something. Just it's think about during that era, even to, you know, during, I was thinking about during slavery, you know, the woman, you know, um, like I was saying, with being raped by her slave master, you know, many times beaten by her husband because he couldn't do anything to the slave master. So he took it out on the wife mm-hmm. and a wife, you know, of the slave master hated her and you know mistreated her still she had to keep working in the fields still she had to take care of the children still she had to you know take care of a home and do her best to try to wake up every day mm-hmm. just to face another day yeah, yeah you know yeah. and even during the civil rights era you had black strong women that you know i think about women whose husband were in the movement during the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. like Coretta Scott King and um, Merle Evers, you know, and so many others. It's like they had mm-hmm. to watch their husbands fight on the front front lines while fearing for their lives, you know, um, but they had to show, they couldn't show concern or weakness. They had to hold their husbands up. They still had to remain home and take care of the children, make sure they were well mm-hmm. taken care of the home. And, you know, they mm-hmm. dealt with the threats of being, you know, being made on their husband's lives, not knowing mm-hmm. when they would get that phone call or knock at the door, being told their husband had been killed. You know, with all that, they were made to feel less than capable, less than beautiful or wanted mm. by society. You know, the strength of the black woman was unimaginable, yet it was accomplished. Yeah. And and I and one night you mentioned um Evers and, and King, I had to mention uh, as well Betty Betty Shabazz, yeah. um, Malcolm's wife, Malcolm X's wife. And right. um, you know, what they endured, it was, you know, we were talking about that the other day. I was just saying how just with the the black woman you know of course a black man it we, we all you know um deal with with these challenges and um and and during that time you know you just think having to support your husband it's mm-hmm. it was just so much so much um so much pressure right, right there on the woman you see what i'm saying because you know the the husband is dealing with rejection so mm-hmm. then he'll 
in turn, many times take it out on his wife. You right. see what I'm saying? And right. then, you know, you had the woman having to rear the children mm -hmm. and it was just so much. It was so much. So much. And um, which kind of seg segues us into um, Black Queen. Mm -hmm. So today we're releasing a um, a song, Black Queen, <laughs> um, and a video uh -huh. um, that, that you're in. And um, what was so humbling and, and rich to me about this song is um, I wrote it with my son-in-law. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's God has just shown me, shown us just so much unmerited favor mm -hmm. that, um, that we were blessed with a son-in-law that, that loves God, that loves our daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, just to write this song with him, you know, yeah. although I think my bars were tighter ah, than his. I, you know. Felix, I know you're going to listen to this podcast at any moment. Yeah, hit him yeah, up. Hit yeah. him so up. So you had this gener Generation X, yeah. you know, MC, uh, talking about how much he loved his, his bride, his black queen. And then you had this millennial, uh, millennial, um, you know, doing the same. And that was just so rich. But I just wanted to talk you like a little bit about Black Queen, this song, why did we do it? You know, what's the purpose of it? But um, really it's to, it's all about when you really get, get down to the nitty gritty of uh, what this song is about, what um, Black History Month is about, you know, um, this awareness that we want, that should go beyond a month and be um, this history should be woven into the curriculum of American history because we're Americans and we talked about that on the um, last mm -hmm. episode. But um, it's really um, at the core is to it's therapy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's therapy due to this history of oppression and um, to help create a new definition of beauty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To include, you know the black skin, the black woman right. that, it, it, you know, to include mm -hmm. the black woman in that, that, um, that new definition of beauty, you know? And, um, when you think about it, you had the, um, these European standards of beauty. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, it was so damaging and it can be damaging to black women have been, um, damaging the black women on their life, the um, trajectories of, of um, black women and how they see life and how they see themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, from little girls, you know, um, I, did you, you ever remember seeing a doll test? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And that was um, Kenneth and Mamie Clark. And um, for the, those of you all that don't know, you might want to check it out. You can go on YouTube, maybe somewhere and look it up, but it was, it was disturbing. Mm -hmm. You know, when they did this study on the effects of skin color and self-perception among um, black children, they did this in 1947. Mm -hmm. But then ABC News in 2006, they were showing it. And it just illustrated how black children are affected by these European standards of beauty. Mm -hmm. And um, for you all that don't know, or you might be saying, well, what's the European standard of beauty? Basically, um, the more closely associated a person is with European features, 
uh, the more attractive they are. Right. That's what's projected in the media. Um, it's protect, projected in so many sectors of our um, society. And those attributes are what? Light skin, mm-hmm. you know, the straight hair, the thin nose, the thin lips, light colored eyes. And that's like the standard of beauty. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we have to tear those things. We, This whole project is about tearing down that lie. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, and this black is a women not, are not promiscuous. Right, right. And and it's not and, and people can misconstrue this. It's, this is not an attack on white people or oh, no, 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 you know, no. an attack Absolutely on not. anyone you know. else or somebody would say, Well, why you ain't write a song called White Queen? Because <laughs> 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 you know, people come with that exactly. ridiculous, you know, with from those ridiculous angles. But the reason we are dealing with this and we're lifting sisters up is because they've been torn down so long. And I was just really thinking about it from a God perspective and how ridiculous, Mm -hmm. how heinous, how awful, you know, racism is and Mm -hmm. how it just strips us of so many things, um, the beauty of life. And I was even thinking from a from a theological perspective, okay. from God's perspective. It's like, you know, God made, I'm a country boy. You know, I was thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm plum country. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, when y'all go get Black Queen, it's Plum Country featuring Felix Wise. So I go by Plum Country. So where country. can they find Plum Country? Oh, we'll, um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk, yeah. Right. So, but I was thinking about how, you know, God made, I'm going into fishing right now, going to the country. God made trouts. Mm-hmm. He made bass. I love bass fish. He made catfish. He made brims. Tilapia. Yeah, I ain't going. I ain't, right. I ain't real fish I heard. I'm oh, talking about God. the country. I know them trouts was there, bass, cat. But just think if the trout became the standard of beauty for fish, how ridiculous that is. Yeah. And then you had the catfish. You're cutting off your <laughs> tentacles, cutting the catfish trying to make it look like a trap. It's just ridiculous. And it's an insult to God creativity. Because when you think about it, you know, when God made the sunrise, it was dope. Mm. He made the sunset. Why would the sunrise be the standard of beauty? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, God made everything. He put his hands, his, the the beauty Mm -hmm. of his, how powerful God is and how he, his, how intellectual and when he was creating things, how insulting. Think of how insulting that is to take something he created mm-hmm. and then say, you know what? This is better than this. How would God look at that? You know what? God actually answered that <laughs> in Genesis 1. <laughs> right. You think about it at the tail end. I think it's Genesis 1 31. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but it says when he finished creating everything, mm-hmm. God back, sat back and mm-hmm. said, that it is good, right? He he did, did he say like, but the the but the sunrise a, a little better than the sunset, or that mm-hmm. you know, or the, this particular animal is better than no. It's just it strips us of 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 true beauty. Right. That's the ugliness of um bigotry and racism. So um, and I was just thinking about that and um the European the, the standards of beauty it affects black women and employment and marriage and mental health is so many, um, you know, there's so much to unpackage here. 
And uh, we may dive into it a little bit more on another episode because we're going to be dealing with honoring Black History Month for the rest of February. But um, in essence, what we're doing, Black Queen, is about promoting Black girls that they'll realize their beauty, their value, Mm -hmm. um, their self-worth, as I said before, is therapy. Um, due to this history of oppression and black skin tone should be part of the established beauty standard. We're here to help create a new definition of beauty beauty, and to tear down these stigmas and stereotypes. And um, that's what this, this song is all I about. I think this is awesome. We have two daughters, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, I used to just hear, um, you know, I used to press their hair out a lot, you know, because right. Zion, you know, Kenya as well, always wanted to have the hair straight. They didn't mm. too much care for it to be kinky, kinky or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, because, oh, mom, I don't like my hair like that. Yeah. And that's all media. That's it's, all, it's all images. And right. we're affected by what we see, whether you believe it or not. And a lot yeah. of women who are darker skinned mm-hmm. really have a strong complex. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you are beautiful. Yeah. You are beautiful. And and a lot of times, you know, they have hard harder times, you know, finding in, in being in relationships because the society, like you said, society have made it to be as though they're not. Mm-hmm. And people treat them that way. And right. I'm like, this is all messed up. This is all wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so we definitely, like you said before, this is not about trying to say one is better than the other it's just where the other had been torn down so much we need you to know and to understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by god you mm-hmm. know and like i said god said that everything that he created was good he was well pleased mm-hmm. you know so we definitely want to make sure that we you know talk about that and husbands you know make sure that you are encouraging your woman Make sure that you are letting your woman know she is beautiful and don't try to compare. Love her for who she is Mm -hmm. and not try to make it where she needs to be like this in order to win your affection. Mm -hmm. You love her for who she is Mm -hmm. because God created her beautiful in his image. She is an image bearer of God. Mm Yeah. And we have just a lot, a lot of stuff we have to tear down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have to tear things down and um, and we have to do it as a society, as a community. Right. As a, um, brothers and sisters in the Lord and um, white brothers and sisters, exactly. you know, they need to walk alongside us and um, tear down these stereotypes right. and stigmas as right. well. It's not. This is a this is a battle that, you know, that this is about it's at the essence of the gospel. Right. You know, I think I may talk about this last episode, you know, I was sitting down with a brother and he was like, man, you talking about this racial stuff. We got to get to the Bible. We got to get to the gospel. I'm like, bro, what you talking about? At the essence of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's to love God and to love neighbor. Dude, the greatest, he said all the commandments <laughs> are summed up in, yeah. into this one. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, I think it's Mark 13. Yeah, they try to separate the gospel from this stuff we deal with. It, it is the gospel. Yeah, love you know? the Lord your God with yeah. all of your heart and yeah. love thy neighbor right. as self. Right. Jesus came to um, save us. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, and if you believe in Jesus, 
You see what I'm saying? And you walking with the Lord. The Lord, like, how can you love me and you don't see me, but you yeah, don't love exactly. your own brother who you see every day? Every day. It's impossible. Yeah. Right? How can you love me who you don't see, but you don't see your brother and your sister is your equal? And if your brother or sister's been torn down, guess what you need to do? You need to be part of, you need lifting to be part up. of lifting them up and repairing them. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this is something that not just African-Americans are charged to, but I think everyone, regardless mm -hmm. of your background, your ethnicity, you know, um, should be a part of this journey of repairing a people that's been torn down for so long. Yeah, that's just real talk. It's real talk. And like you said before, the problem today and what we're facing is the fact that it was never repaired. Mm -hmm. So exactly. we can't move forward. People mm -hmm. like, oh, get up. Why are we talking about this? Why are you making me feel guilty? Mm -hmm. It's not about feeling guilt Come at on, all. Man. You know, mm -hmm. this is about understanding the plight of a people that was harmed and damaged and destroyed. Right. And to be a part of accountability of mm -hmm. of not saying that mm -hmm. you did it, but how can you be a part of helping to heal the situation? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say destroy, but oh, yeah. severely damaged. damaged. Right. You see what I'm saying? I was, you're right. So yeah, that's correct. We still alive. We still moving. We still breathing. We still building. We're and growing and we're progressing. Right. It's just that, you know, we have to keep fighting. Right. Um, until every until the field is is equal. Right. And how beautiful it is when we different ethnic groups come together and be real family and mm -hmm. real friends. Mm -hmm. I said that I was telling you about the picture of having a, someone who's Asian, Hispanic and African-American, European-American, mm -hmm. um, just different cultures and background coming mm -hmm. together and and learning from each other's cultures, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, and just growing and making and building a real relationship and friendship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And you saw that amongst the first century. Yeah. Um, believers where, you know, those who have gave that those who didn't have would have. There was this, you know, this this depth of, of relate. It was this just this depth mm -hmm. that they had um, relationally. And we tend to, uh, I compare it to like going to the beach. We tend to just kind of hang on a certain, we, we hang on the shore with people. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Or we'll walk a little bit into the water. When you try to go deep. But we got to go deeper. Yeah. We got to get into the depths. Right. You know, and be real. And be real. Get into the depths um, with each other and, um, and honor each other. Right. You know, and this is not about, and this is something else I say as we're wrapping things up. Um, so often people will come up with the, um, say, oh, forgiveness. They start talking forgiveness. Well, y'all just need to forgive. This is not about forgiveness. Mm -mm. This is about accountability. Mm -hmm. And this is about repairing people, mm -hmm. giving folk therapy, helping people, you know, um, helping people get up. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. been pushed down for so long. That's right. what this is about. Right. You know, black folk are the most forgiving people I Man, come on. Forgiveness. Absolutely. It's not about forgiveness. Mm -mm. It's you about know? doing what God says. Yeah. It's about him creating us all. Mm -hmm. And we are to love one another because right. God is love. Yes, he is. So I will say, as we're talking about love okay. on Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. 
brothers from every ethnic group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just, you know, every community. Um, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, right. you know, we, we need to definitely make sure that we are walking in love and treating each other um, with that in our marriages, you know, um, upholding our men, honoring our husbands and loving our wives. That's right. That's um, right. as God tells us to do so. And um back to the song now, um, that, that's coming out Absolutely. today. And we have the video as well. Again, y'all can go um any of the digital spots, um, Spotify, Apple Music, um, is everywhere. Um mm -hmm. YouTube, I mean, I don't know, wherever you listen to your music digitally, um, this song will be there and it's Black Queen, um, spell B-L-A-C-K, Queen, Q-U-E-E-N. And the artist is um, Plum Country, that's me, P-L-U-M, but the country is with a K. Mm -hmm. K-O-U-N-T-R-Y, Plum Country, mm -hmm. um, featuring my son-in-law, Felix Wise. And who did the video? F-E-L-I-X. And W I S E, mm -hmm. and guess who did the video? Come on now, his lovely his daughter. Lovely I'm sorry, his Hi. lovely wife, Come which on. is our daughter. <laughs> which is our daughter, <laughs> Kenya Knowles. She yeah. is the film director, and um, I can only snap yeah. my fingers. Zybe, our baby girl, she's in the video as well, and um, and it's 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 and, beautiful women. Ah, uh, we had this dancer Bria Bracewell that just blessed the screen. Absolutely, and big shout out to everyone involved, and um, Maria, yeah, Maria, Sabrina, Bruner, Sabrina Devos, um. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Selena James, Selena James, um, um, Alicia, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, y'all take the video. And you out, got though. your come on now, you got your all um, my people, all, all my people. people. You'll see them. Twistologists, yeah, their, their name in the video. <laughs> anyway, Watch we the video. love you all, and we thank you all for taking Black time Queen. to be with Featuring us Plum Country. Um, today. Felix Wise, Felix Wise, we thank yeah. you all so much. Um, come join us again on another episode of. Tea and conversations. conversations. See y'all later. Have a great Valentine's Day. <laughs>